no chance. What's up, everybody? Episode 84 of the No Chance Radio Show. As always, your hosts, Ryan and Nate and Mel. For those that you're starting from like the very first episode and you've gotten all the way to this point, that's very commendable because I'm trying to start fucking Game of Thrones and thinking about starting from episode one up until this point is like so many hours of my life that I do not want to waste. So to those that are doing that, that have gone to episode 84, can we give them a round of, a round of applause, please? Because that Woo! is fucking amazing. <laughs> we get messages from you guys all the time saying like, I just discovered you guys. I'm on episode 69 now. That's an odd number for me to say. <laughs> but shout out to you guys for getting that far. To think that you're listening to an hour of us talk, 84 episodes straight. Man, I got to give it to you guys. We have the, some of the best listeners or fans. If we think that they're fans, if we think you guys are even listening all the way through, shout out to you guys. Because that's crucial. I think it's very important. Um Thank you guys for listening. We appreciate each and every one of you. Before we get into the gist of today's episode, which is going to be pretty scattered in terms of topics because <laughs> there's really nothing going on in the world of streetwear. We want to say that we do have an event this Friday. The day that you're listening, it is going to be at our typical spot, Bar Fluxus. Shout out to the people there. The payout, the sixth edition of this shit. Six, it's been six, six months, already. right? Jeez. We have the guys at uh, Cyber Rodeo. They throw uh, an amazing party that's mostly like a mixture of like house music, which is fairly new to, well, not that new, but uh, we're excited to have them. They've been on an episode prior to probably one of my favorite episodes, The Beaumont Show. The, some of the best performing episodes that we've done with them, and like they're really good friends of ours. So shout out to Jordan and Francis of Cyber Rodeo. We'll see you guys on Friday if you guys are based out of the Bay Area. Pull up. But let's get into the to today's episode, which, man, it, what was today? Today's Wednesday? Yes. Today's uh-huh. Wednesday. Monday was Earth Day. Did you guys, how did you guys celebrate Earth Day? I went for a run. You went for a run. Threw yeah. a plastic ball out the window. That's oh not God. Earth. <laughs> that is does not benefit the Earth at all. Anti-Earth Day. We know we've talked about a lot of sustainability. We've talked about a lot of vintage shit. I feel like people are now catching on to this idea of like, I saw in a lot of people's like Instagram stories, it's like um, trying to be resourceful. Yeah. It's uh-huh. like, make sure you guys go thrifting. Make sure you guys wear what's in your closet. Don't go out and buy whatever new article of clothing like is it just now that people are like coming or getting up to speed with the fact that our consuming shopping habits <laughs> are like fucking terrible like does it take earth day to to highlight that to people i feel like it does because like I, I don't know i feel like if you've thrifted before you you have some sort of idea like oh yeah like this is like not contributing to like X, y, you know, I never thought of that when I was thrifting. I know, same. Every time I was just like, yo, I just came up on a steal, <laughs> <laughs> which caused me to buy more shit. But well, I mean, that's like, that, okay, that's the first initial thing when you're thrifting. Like, yo, okay, yeah. I'm saving so much money right now. I never thought that thrifting was, was you never beneficial thought that, like, to not the even earth. Like, like, not even like the forethought that came into your not head. Not even. I don't know what it was. It was just never a thought ever to me. 
until fairly recently, I would say like when I started reading up on sustainability articles, like I didn't know that buying something secondhand was deterring me from buying something that was potentially made from resources that were yeah expendable. Is that the word expendable? Sure. Yeah, we'll go with that. But I mean, I, I mean, from sort of what everyone's been talking about, everyone's talking about the most sustainable brands to be following, um, the top 10 ways to be sustainable in what you, I mean, in how to be sustainable for Earth Day. What's something that you've already been doing that would be considered sustainable when it comes to like the shit that you wear or like buy your consuming habits? What's like one thing that comes like to mind when you're like doing that shit? Wearing the same shirt three days in a row. I, I don't know if that's hygienic or not, but that's definitely sustainable. Would you call it sustainable? Yeah, I'm not using water to wash my clothes. You're that's not buying a new shirt. That's sustainable. That's sustainable. That's sustainable. That's sustainable. Shout, out to, yeah. shout out to no showers. No, I'm just kidding. I'm joking, like 100%. That's perfect. What about you, Mel? What's an example of something that you're currently doing to benefit Mother Earth? Um, I always donate secondhand clothes if I'm going through my closet I always give to Salvation Army and I do buy a lot from Goodwill or um, Crossroads so I guess that's doing my part by nice Marie Kondo vibes. it's a I very like that. it's a very like a beauty pageant question yeah <laughs> <laughs> I just think that <laughs> no I think that makes a Whatever. lot of sense I think for a lot of people being sustainable or even f- trying to not necessarily take a shortcut every time when it comes to like buying or consuming habits it's not the most top of mind thing that we all we all have yo not gonna lie my family does not recycle like we have recycling that's why whenever you come over you always put the pizza box (laughs) in the trash can when i have a recycle bin like you're just not attuned to recycling we're like we just don't have a recycling bin like they never gave us one when we moved in that was like 10 years ago really like we do not recycle it's actually kind of nice because all you have to do is take up one single no, trash. One trash bag, right? It's got your plastics, it's got your oh papers, got your compost in there. So you're saying the, tr- the the garbage men have to sort it for you? Yeah. They don't even do that. They just they dump don't. it. They just go straight to the landfill. And Damn. then it ends up, you know, choking some turtle. Save the turtles, man. Do you ever see those Save photos the turtles, with the mate. fucking plastic straw through the turtle's nose? I don't know how that happens, <laughs> but that shit is crazy. It's a real Fucking thing. A little Is it really? Form. Yeah. Say the turtles. I mean, I know people <laughs> say turtles. that getting the metal straws or whatever helps them. It does, but it's a really small percent. So whatever you can to do to recycle, Anything we can just do, to help. do it. Anything we can do to help. I see some of my favorite people, even though they don't know that they're like the captain planets of the streetwear industry, but like people like Sean Weatherspoon or like all those thrifting Instagram people, like those are my heroes. Like <laughs> those dudes are doing something like, even though they look like they just fucking woke up from sleeping on the streets, they're being completely in a hundred percent. Well, not a hundred percent sustainable, but at least they have it in mind to like, yeah. like they're aware, even if they're making money off of it, like I don't care. But as long as they have in mind, it's just like, you know, there's a lot of gold in shit. Sometimes you're, relatives closets your grandparents closet you never know what you'll find like a lot of that shit is reusable a lot of that shit is is stuff that you could potentially turn into outfits like there's a lot of great stores and i'm sure you have some in your particular cities i know that we have some in ours that are literally based around people who will go picking will go out and pick thrifted shit and just resell it like i don't mind paying 30 40 50 dollars for a shirt that somebody got at goodwill for a dollar I feel stupid. Yeah, I could <laughs> put in the effort to go find that myself. But same time, it's like, all right, cool. Like, it's I'm 
putting in the effort to not have to go buy something new. Yeah. Even though most shit that is cool and like, okay, what about that dilemma? Do you ever find yourself like caught in the middle between like, damn, like that's really cool. That's new. I'm going to have to purchase a whole nother item or piece, but I could focus my efforts to like this, like used thing, this thrifted thing. It depends. For clothes, for sure, um, secondhand is always good. But electronics or, I guess, like, soft consumable goods, that's where it's, like, I don't want to get someone's, like, used laptop. Like, I don't want to have a, a virus down the line or whatever. <laughs> you <laughs> just know? open it and it's just a skull. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, that's where you have to be careful because you're investing in that item. But if it's something that's super cheap, then why not get something, like, secondhand from it, you know? What's the worst thing you've ever thrifted like the Ooh. something that you thought was really cool but then you try like y- you saw it and you're like this is amazing but you tried it and it was like complete trash or like you regretted it instantly Ooh, i don't know i feel like that i feel like that happened to me plenty of times i bought in a lot of disposable film cameras that i thought were like super novel at the time but then like actually trying to use them and test them complete shit <laughs> like those have probably been my biggest wastes of, of money and trying to be like oh like i don't have to buy a brand new one of these i could just use this one from good goodwill that is completely broken <laughs> but like what about you guys is there anything that you've ever come across while thrifting or trying to be resourceful that you just completely regretted um i think for me i got like a chair one time a chair <laughs> a chair is resourceful yeah but it, it was like how do you like, go wrong with it? It got chair. like fucked up like <laughs> after a month of using it, I had to throw it out. What did you do? Sit how do you, Okay, okay. Please explain to me like how you it's like putting miles on a car. How do you put miles on a chair for it to <laughs> sit on it? <laughs> you sit <A> ch- <laughs> How do you mess up sitting? Are no, you trying out different that. sitting positions every day? <laughs> how how do you about. mess up a chair? <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand it. <laughs> All right, next topic. Let's keep it moving. All right, Melanie. What do you have that you've tried to be resourceful in doing? Be, but it better be better than a chair. Completely backfired on so you. Much shit. Uh, back in the day, I bought like a CD player and it fucked up one of my CDs. Like it, it, com- scratched, like it. scratched it? Yeah. Oh, how do you fuck up playing CDs? You just play <laughs> in the CD All you're doing is playing music, yeah. Melanie. That's all you're Whatever. doing. You were just sitting, Nate. <laughs> But I think it's important for us to to sort of look into like, I mean, Earth Day is obviously a day, but we can expand that into being like somewhat of a lifestyle. I'm not going to go as far as like eating plant-based <laughs> shit. I don't know if that has to do anything with the Earth. <laughs> we went vegan for a, a day. Rain. We did. Right. We did. Props we did. To us. Vegan for like an hour. <laughs> but it I wasn't think bad. But I think it's important to at least take that into consideration. I mean, for the most part, I think in the past maybe a couple months, most of my, like at least in terms of clothes, most of my shopping has been like thrift stores. Probably because we go there like once a week. But I'd say like most of what I've been finding or most of what I've been interested in has been from actual thrift stores. And I mean, I'm sort of killing two birds with one stone in that effect. So shout out to me. Um, (laughs) But can we talk about this one real quick? Because (laughs) fuck Earth Day, dude. (laughs) (laughs) It's a, it's a day. But let's talk about this real quick because this was really funny and this was like the talk of the town for like at least a, uh, a couple of days. But Coachella just passed. Weekend two of Coachella. I've been to Coachella. Neither of you have been to Coachella. 
I don't know why. <laughs> that was just a minor Thanks. flex. But uh, Kanye West had his Sunday service at Coachella. For those of you that don't know who Kanye West is, <laughs> for those of you that don't know what Sunday service is, it's a, it's a, I would say it's more of like a, a live concert gathering that Kanye West throws on for his close ones, relatives, etc. It's mostly on like Instagram, live Instagram stories from like famous people, but they just perform more of like an orchestral performance of like popular Kanye West songs. That's really all it is. But in like a very like elegant way. Like when you watch it, you're almost as if you're like literally at church and it, it's it's a, it's a whole nother experience if you've ever watched those sermons. Uh, well, not sermons. If you've ever watched those performances. But at Coachella this past weekend, right? This past weekend, yeah. uh, Kanye West held a Sunday service, which wasn't necessarily part of Coachella, but kind of on the same, at the same place as Coachella. Um, but essentially what we're getting to is that at this event, this particular event, he decided to sell merchandise. Now, the Sunday service merchandise was called church clothes, right? That's literally what the tent had on the banner. It said church clothes. Um, it's typical for Kanye West to have merchandise at his shows. It's usually the most sought out after merchandise at any show, any festival, and they tend to resell for a lot of money. I mean, do you guys own any Kanye West merch? Uh, yeah. Life of Pablo shit yeah, was like too. really big at one point. Yeah. And I think before that, not much actually. I think during like the Yeezy phase is yeah, when like Life of Pablo oh, shit yeah. came stuff. out. Yeah. But yeah, merch in general, as in relation to Kanye West, it's always something that's really sought out after and it's constantly being resold. But in this case, he decided to do merch a little different and decided instead of charging people a regular retail price of what would you normally price merchandise at at a, at a concert or a, an event? Maybe like 35 for a t-shirt, 60, 60 70 for, for like, like a, a sweater. sweater hoodie. Yeah. yeah. So in this case, and let me, hold on, let me get the, like, the real numbers, unless you guys happen to know off the top of your uh, head. It was pretty high. T-shirt was 70, long sleeve, I think, was a little bit more. Yeah, the, I know the, the sweaters were, like, upwards towards, like, 350. Yeah, well, the thing, uh, what made it different from previous merch is that he used, uh, he used his own Yeezy Blanks. Oh. So not, you know how, like, Life of Pablo, they use fucking Gildan. Wait, so it yeah. wasn't Gildan. No, so it wasn't Gildan. So it says, if you read the description, it says 100% cotton, like, Yeezy garment. So it's actually, wow. like, yeah, so it's huh. it's pretty up there in terms of quality because you're getting that designer, like, yeah. Yeezy quality. Um, that's important. Okay, yeah. that's an important fact that I completely did not know. Yeah, same. Which is, like, which is important to the conversation that we're about to have because typically... When you're looking at, at Yeezy merch, at least in reference to the life of Pablo shit, a lot of that stuff was typical retail for what merchandise goes for. But in the aftermarket was double, sometimes triple in the interim of maybe about a week or so after following the tour. That's what the shit was worth. Now, with this Sunday service thing, first of all, how do you guys feel about the actual merchandise just being called church clothes? Uh... I mean, I can see how some people could take offense to that. I personally don't mind it. It doesn't like jump out to me and like, oh shit, like this is crazy. He's calling him church clothes. <laughs> this is yeah. Next level shit. Right yeah, here. like it doesn't really jump out to me like that. Like it's, I don't know. I'm very like indifferent toward it. What about I feel you? It. What about you guys? 
like low, low key. I don't Damn, really you were salty. like it. You were salty. <laughs> well, you know me. I go to church every Sunday, so it's kind of just like, do you, like, is this really for you, or is it like, is it really promoting church? You know, that's my message that it's I get off your of church. it. I mean, like, I don't know. Are we praising Kanye or are we praising God? Let's be real. Kind of look like God in front of everybody. I mean, if you see the aerial view, that should look like Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> through the freaking like straw hole. right like i think like just in terms of merchandise obviously a price that much is like ridiculous i don't care if you are if most of what coachella brings in terms of your average like event goer is an influencer with money sure but that doesn't necessarily mean that it's a viable option to charge 50 dollars for a pair of socks i don't care what what material what quality those socks are i'd say on average a pair of socks gets maybe at most if you wear them once a week after washing of course 50 wears really damn what socks are you buying 50 wears maybe less that's like a that's like a highball then highball 50 that's like okay so you're wearing them for like basically Every week out of the year. Every week in the year, except for two. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I would say so. I think that's about right. Really? Is that too much for a pair of socks? Or would you, I feel like that's too little. You I have longevity in your socks? I have dry fit socks. My so. sock game is strong. Same. I have zero holes. Okay, how about this then? If you're paying $50 for socks, how long do you think those socks will last? They better last me 50 years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honestly. They better not shrink shit. on me. They better not fucking fade and shit. So would you say like the higher expectation you have in paying for shit, the, 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 in regards to longevity, in terms of quality, you expect more? Yeah, of yeah, course. Yeah, of course. Why not? Okay, but let me throw this out there. I mean, I'm not arguing with you. I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> I'm just I think saying, it's too. A, I think it's a common consensus. Do you think that... I didn't? Wasn't the merch designed by like Cactus Plant? Was it? I know they design Kid Cudi's merch. I feel like they use like a like a tip. There's a typical aesthetic that I feel like I consistently see within like their both yeah. their festival yeah. merch. And if so, I still don't think it qualifies. I can't justify like, it. Yeah. Like I'm looking at this right now. One of the freaking crewnecks was two twenty five. Two twenty five. It that says the Holy one? Spirit on the front, and then Sunday service at the mountain on the back. Would you pay two twenty five for that before resale? Okay, let's 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 talk about that then. What constitutes you, both as consumers, in paying? Like, what what qualities or characteristics need to be present if you're paying two hundred fifty dollars for for let's let's just talk a sweater? What characteristics do you, that needs to be present in order for you to justify that cost? Uh, I mean, obviously, quality of like the material, you know, like it has to, and you know, quality subjective. Like we were talking about earlier with the t-shirts. Mm-hmm. Uh, samples that we got like some people like softer t-shirts some people mm-hmm. like you know like the sturdier cotton t-shirts um i think to me it just has to feel you know like it's quality uh so one construction two um i don't know sometimes i can justify paying like x amount if i'm like okay well they had to go through this extra step like tie-dyeing okay that's yeah. not super fucking hard but it's a pro the process yeah, yeah like they're they obviously spent like you know, some portion of time like doing this to make it make the garment this way. So I guess that justifies spending a little bit more on it. 
or justifies it being priced a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I agree with <laughs> you. <look> <laughs> it's like, like fucking the dude for fucking Bill and Ted, he's just like, what? <laughs> I get what you're saying, though. I had to yeah. like put the two pieces together. <laughs> this is my facial expression. You look kind like of you're falling asleep. It showed me trying to do the math in my You look head. like that one uh, gif or gif of that kid who's like shaking and he's like, his eyes are like rolling. <laughs> the one that goes like yeah. this. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. Yeah. What about you, Mel? What constitutes the like? What constitute constitutes you spending two hundred fifty dollars on? Let's, let's just speak in terms of sweatshirts. I definitely agree with what Nate said. Like longevity, um, production, scarcity of it, and the design. So it has of to be it. rare. Yeah, like if I'm gonna pay that much money, it better be limited, or mm. it better be worth it, depending on who made it. But for me, I need to feel it. If it's like, feel. you know, if it's if it's crap, how am I going to know if I'm not going to pay? You know, I have to sure. go into a, a store or a booth or whatever and feel it to make sure, okay, this will last me like, what, at least 30 washes or more and still stay the same like shape and color. Okay. Yeah. I would say I agree with both. Like definitely construction quality does play a huge role, but I think that falls maybe third of what really matters to me and me spending $250. It's the fucking brand. <laughs> that's that's why I'm spending $200, $250. If you see something from Stone Island, and we're going to talk the sweaters, that's Uniqlo, Uniqlo quality. <laughs> like, no lie. That shit is... Uniqlo hoodies might even be better than Stone <laughs> Island hoodies. That is a bar. Ouch. And, and literally, it's just a little tag on the side. And it really depends. Like, I'm paying for the clout. And I'm paying for the brand. That's what I think when it comes to like sweatshirts. Supreme is a little bit different because you can actually feel too hot in, in their hoodie. Yeah. Even in the wintertime, it's like, damn, why did I why didn't I just purchase something a little bit cheaper? But I think, yeah, for me, it comes down to the brand. And then second is maybe maybe the fit. It's hard to find like a like a, a quality fitting piece. Maybe that fits into the whole like overall aesthetic of the item. But yeah, it would probably be the brand first. Okay, so speaking of that, let's say what if it was Gildan Blanks he was using and we mm. knew that as a consumer, mm. can you still justify paying two twenty five for a crew neck knowing it's Gildan and it's Kanye West's brand? If you're a person that has never owned clothing and Gildan just <laughs> seems to be like the, the highest bar of clothing that they've ever felt, then fuck yeah, I'm going to pay $250. But, but you personally, like, like, would you For me, do that no, knowing? No, no, no okay. way. No way. See, like, I wouldn't either. But, but maybe that's because I don't hold the Kanye West aura to a high regard as a brand. Yeah. Maybe if it was, who, would I, who, who do I hold high, high regard? I don't think there's anybody, to be honest. <laughs> I was going to say, like, an actor's name. He released, like, a clothing line, but... Well, okay, what if Nego made, like, fucking shit on Gildan brand? Would you buy it and pay that much money? I would think twice. <laughs> <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't completely say no, you know, because... All right, in our pursuit of making merchandise, which is something that is going to be releasing very soon, we are constantly in search of clothing that is on par with like what we want in terms of quality now the price for what we're going to sell them at may not be what the quality people are expecting or maybe they're expecting less for the price that we're attributing whatever but i think in general like if 
if we were using something like a Gildan or something, or even other brands, we don't know if they're using Gildan. That's true. That it's, is very it's, true. It's really hard yeah. to tell like what people are actually using. We can literally, it's it's damn near like the Coca-Cola Pepsi test. Like you can close your eyes and touch eight different t-shirts from like the top streetwear brands. And you probably wouldn't be able to tell the difference between a Gildan and like a normal cut and sew t-shirt. You can probably tell with like human made cause their shit is like on point, but with any other brand, it's really hard to tell. So what's to say that some like article of clothing in terms of like maybe a, a normal Supreme t-shirt versus your run of the mill brand, what makes it worth so much? It has to be the brand. Yeah. I mean, I'm not arguing with you on that. I agree. Like it's definitely the brand, the name, the clout, whatever. Yeah. But I uh-huh. think it, I don't know. I think that I think in order to charge that much, however much you're charging, like you still have to appeal to that customer that, likes quality you know yeah what I'm yeah like i agree like i i buy shit because of the brand too like i'm not paying fucking 80 dollars because it's a nice t-shirt and getting because it it's fucking human made yeah exactly like, people are gonna tight. know who this is yeah. <laughs> like you know like that's definitely a part of it but i don't know i think it's it's definitely it's i, I don't think it's one or the other i think it's definitely you know all of those aspects yeah. that we talked about so okay so let's talk about merchandise in terms of like concerts and stuff, right? Like we go to concerts, if it's like a really good performer or they have like a particular aesthetic or style or, you know, creative direction that re- like somehow flows into their merchandise, we get really excited to go buy that merch. But if that merch is in, in, is complete trash in terms of quality, maybe fit, but it's made by this amazing person. Like what are, what is our expectations when it comes to like merchandise in general? We know it's a concert. We know that it's, it's one of those things that it's kind of just bought as typically like an afterthought, you know, like I had a really good time. I, I like this performer. I'm going to buy some merch. What's our expectation for merchandise? Because if church, if Sunday service was a, was a brand and church clothes was the first collection, would it be perceived differently? Um, I think so. I think for me, my expectation of like merch, if I'm going to a concert or like festival, I think it's a lot lower because mm. yeah. one, I know like they're going to be selling it to a fuck ton of people. They're just trying to push volume. So obviously volume. Yeah. yeah, like it's, it, it's probably not going to be as high quality as something that you might get from like, like you said, like a cut and so, um, so my expectations a lot lower. I go in there like, okay, this is obviously not going to be like the best t-shirt, but I think for me, it's less about the quality of that t-shirt. It's more so about like I was there and I'm like trying to commemorate like an experience. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. I feel that. Where about you? Yeah. Oh, sorry. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I'm the same <laughs> way. <laughs> like if it's someone I really fuck with, then of course I'm going to buy to support that person. Um, thinking of it as a brand aspect, if it's a collab or whatever, that would be more special because it's like you can buy something from Cactus Plant, whatever. But, you know, going to Kid Cudi's Coachella event or whatever and you buy that Cactus Plant merch, that means something else because it's Cactus Plant and your favorite artist. So, yeah, it would mean more. So I can justify paying more. But if it's like, I guess, Drake having Scorpion shit on his website compared to the venue, I'd rather go online than pay that price and pay a premium at the venue. But so if you were at the, using Drake as an example, if you were at the Drake concert, 
you wouldn't buy it. You just buy it online. Yeah. But if you were at the Kid Cudi concert with that is collaborated with this big brand, you would buy it there and not online. Yeah. Again, like, yeah, brands do make a big difference also because we know the quality of their stuff is better. So the merch will be better and it will last longer. Yeah. I think there's definitely like a synergy that needs to be like within like the merchandise. It's not just this is the merch from the event that you're just at. There's so much more around it that makes your typical concert goer want to buy merchandise. Mm -hmm. Um, I've regretted a lot of merchandise purchases because a lot of it it was in the moment and being like, I had an amazing time. I need to remember this. So I'm going to buy merch, which is, I would say for a lot of people, like their number one priority for buying merchandise, they could be, obviously they're a fan, but second comes, I want to know that I was here aside from pictures, obviously. Yeah. But I think the, there's a, a larger conversation just about quality of clothes that I think that we've sort of touched on that I think is, is really fucking important because to be honest, like, and this sort of brings it right back to earth day, <laughs> but some of the shit that you buy in stores can be subpar compared to the shit that you can thrift or repurpose yourself. You know what I mean? Like, we go to Afterlife in San Francisco, and even though a lot of it is secondhand, repurposed, sometimes even made by people that will sell it to this thrift store, it is sometimes better in quality than things that we can find in a normal shopping mall or whatever. So I think the larger conversation kind of comes down to like, you know, what is it that we want to invest in? I think that's always like a, a sort of, yeah. of a, sort yeah. of a conscious effort that we tend to make as consumers is what do we invest in and and are the reasons why we're investing in this purposeful or with meaning? I guess that's always something that I I tend to think about, especially when it comes to merchandise. Like I get it, it's fun. We have experiences, we enjoy them, but sometimes the justification for buying merchandise just isn't there. I think every single like merch tea I bought from like a concert or show festival. I think it ended up as like a sleeping shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Same. You don't wear it more than yeah. past the, it's sort of life. I think it, yeah, I think stuff like that almost has an expiration date. Yeah. You know, uh-huh. like it's a good point. I'll wear it during the span of that tour. And then once the tour is over, I'll be like, all right, well the tour's over. I kind of have to retire this. I'm just going to sleep in it. You know, it's yeah. a cloud token. Yeah. That's really, that's it, really true. all merchandise is. And, as anything even coming down to social media, like your photo of that legendary concert has an expiration date. So where do we go from there? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like if that's the sort of realization when it comes to how we experience experiences, where is the sort of, where does our focus need to lead towards? You know what I mean? Like what, what should our priority be? Not to say that everybody has to be on the same page, but what would be like a, like a consistent priority people should have when it co when it comes to experiencing things, whether it is a Sunday service or this legendary concert of this legendary tour from your favorite performer, what should people be focusing on instead? Uh, I mean, one, being present and having a good time. Like, <laughs> yeah. I think that's the most important. Uh, I mean, there's nothing wrong with buying merch. So, like, I think by all means, go ahead and buy it. Um, 
I don't know. I think it's still okay, even if you only wear it once or twice. I think yeah. it's fine, you know? Like, it's it's fine if it lives in your closet. Is it the most fucking sustainable, environmentally friendly shit? <laughs> Probably not, but you know what? Fucking it's Gildens. But it's, I think it's okay. Um, I don't know. I, I that's like a, that's a weird question. Yeah, like, yeah, there's no right or wrong. There is, yeah, exactly. There isn't. Yeah. You're right and wrong. <laughs> 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 but there, there is no right or wrong answer with it. We, we are all guilt. I wouldn't even say guilty, but we all partake in purchasing merchandise from events and stuff. It doesn't mean that it's wrong for us to do that, or that we didn't focus our attention at the event i just think that if you're okay but wait wait, wait. Okay, go. wait. <laughs> there are like these people that you know those people that line up for like two hours just to get the merch and they don't even they miss like half the show yes yeah and they're like no i just need this merch and i'm like yo don't, what the fuck was the point of even coming here if you're just exactly and that's the same thing okay how do you feel about people that will focus solely on snapping the picture versus actually and like fully being immersed in the event i mean i think it's i think it's fine like go ahead take pictures take videos whatever but i don't know i think if the intention is like we always talk about the intention is just to show that you're there and not to actually like enjoy and be immersed in the music or whatever whatever it may be could be fucking lion king on broadway i don't know (laughs) um you know i think that maybe there's something wrong there but I don't know. I mean, teach their own. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. You know, I guess coming from me going to like Complex Con and Hype Fest and stuff, seeing people just line up to cop shit to resell, that kind of ruined my experience for myself. I'm there because I want to be here. I want to know about all of the new brands who are here and I want to kind of get plugged into that type of realm. When I see resellers or just people, I guess, fighting to get stuff that they don't even want for themselves, it like it makes me sad because what if I'm a consumer who wants to buy it because I'm a true fan of that brand and I don't have a chance because these people want to do it just to flip it for double the profit it just it ruins it same for concerts like if you're only there because you're trying to clout chase what's the point of being there why would you pay that much money to not really be fully immersed and appreciate the artists you came to go for I've went to a lot of concerts with with friends and people and relatives and literally i'm standing right next to them and they're recording the entire concert on snapchat or instagram video which is cool to document for you know your favorite song or when your favorite artist does this fucking backflip into the crowd whatever you (laughs) know what i mean but to literally watch the entire concert through your phone is beyond me yeah and to be honest who rewatches that shit? <laughs> you know, like not only is the audio terrible and the video is terrible, but it's like, are you going to go back in your phone and be like, wow, this is, oh my, oh my God, I'm going to watch every <laughs> single clip that I have of this fucking concert. No, you can go on YouTube and watch something that's in way more better quality, whatever. So I think it just comes down to like what Nate said is, is based on intent. Mm. Buy whatever you want, do whatever you want. But I think it all comes down to sort of what's your reason for doing it in the first place? You know what I mean? Like I get that Kanye West wants to drop like fucking a sweatshirt that costs 200 something dollars. And actually I want to get into that first. I thought that was a great marketing tactic. Selling it for what it could potentially be resold for 
it's kind of cool. Don't you think? I don't see it that way. You don't see it that way? No. He could have sold his merchandise for $70, $80. A t-shirt, normal t-shirt, but we priced it at like $35, yeah. $40. He sold it for 70. $70, 80 whatever. That, to me, is considered to be like the markup resale price for shit. Nobody's going to buy that Kanye West Sunday service t-shirt, a sweatshirt for what's double the retail. $600 almost. Yeah, but some people are going to attempt to. Some so people are going to attempt to. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. But I think at the rate of what would it would what would typically be done, it's actually kind of ingenious to just rather just profit off of the resale market or like the resale consumer rather than like having other people in that in, in that world make the make money off of your shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, when you could be making that money up front. Yeah. Instead of like, you know, other people profiting off the back end. Like imagine, yeah. imagine if you, it, yeah. if you already knew that what, and some people do this, they'll like be like, okay, what's round two selling this shit for? Because I could sell that shit for that much. It may take a little bit longer, but I can sell that shit for just as much. I feel like when it comes to reselling, and you tell me, Melanie, because you're a reseller. <laughs> we, we tend to settle. When it comes to selling shit, uh-huh. we'll sell it for the immediate cash versus what the potential profits could be because we we like that shit. We want the instant gratification of selling something and making the profit. It's a, it's a high. But if we could wait a little bit longer and make potentially a third, 15, 10, 20% more, we could. Yeah. So I think it makes a lot of sense to to see a brand be like, all right. People are going to resell this shit simply because Kanye West's name on it. How much can we milk out of this shit? Yeah. And I think that's a smart way of, of approaching it. Yeah. It's like it's like this upcoming Supreme drop. Like if they price just box logos at like three ninety eight, like regular ones. And it's like still instead of like out. instead exactly. of instead of paying like how much are how much are box logo t shirts? Like sixty. Like sixty bucks, right? $60? After like tax and shit. Yeah. Right? yeah. Um yeah, and like instead of just charging fifty bucks or how much are Supreme T shirts now? Like forty? Forty two. Forty two something like that. Yeah, instead of pink or instead of charging forty two, let's charge like four hundred because there are people that are gonna fucking buy it. You yeah. Know? yeah. Yeah. That's that would be so crazy. Because the Swarov the Swarovski example is essentially other than the fact that it's made of fucking crystals, is an example of what brands could be doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Anything that is of value, anything that has any sort of clout based around it, anything that you see your favorite celebrity wearing could essentially be marked up for a little bit more. But I think obviously, and we've talked about in recent episodes, there are the struggles of brands and having high markup and inventory not being sold and all that other shit. And that's a whole nother story. But conceptually, (laughs) sounds like a really good idea. At least to me, right? Sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> All right. One of the things I want to do and what I want to start doing in, at the end of every episode um, is sort of providing like a nugget or like a fresh take on something that we just discovered, whether it's a brand, whether it's a trend or a fad. I feel like we got to start spitting game on these episodes to, to, to people, whether it's like new things we're coming up on or new things that are in the works, not just for ourselves, but for brands that you think are on the come up. What's an example? And you can give 
one or two, whatever. What's an example or a brand or something that you see that's on the come up that people should be looking out for? I think this is like something that we should do every episode. Um, one that I saw actually, the hundreds is doing a collaboration with them. It's a, have you heard of never made? Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, I, I've like seen them on Instagram before, but you know, I was never, I never really paid attention to them, but their collaboration with the hundreds is actually really good. Um, so yeah, I think that's, I don't know. I just really like their art style and I like their color their, palette. Yeah, exactly. That too. Um, I think that dude, I think his name is Jose Francisco Reyes Jr. Wow, that was pretty on point. You got the Francisco Reyes Jr. part. I don't know about the Jose. That might have been a little racist, but okay. I think it is. <laughs> Just double check for me. Asterisk next to his name. Yeah. But um, but yeah, you give a good example. That's um, something that I've come across fairly recently too. Um, and that's a prime example. And if you, if you follow that collaboration, I'd say go check it out because that is the example of DIY garage brand, like literally creating something for yourself one man band type shit. Yeah. And it's really cool to see somebody who takes on the same aura as us and like maybe not us being like traditionally trained in fucking graphic design and like knowing the right people, but it's it's basically saying that anybody can do it. Yeah. yeah. And it's a it's a really good example of that. So if you guys are interested, please go and this is not a sponsored ad, but go check that shit out cuz But it the, can the, be could be in the future sponsor us exactly. y'all bobby what's up um but that could that's definitely something that's really cool to check out um never made really cool what about you mel anything on the up and up um i think two things for sure a lot of like diy stuff we've seen it a lot in the past but i guess customize mm. customize and like id stuff is still on the up and coming i don't know if you saw but dior is doing your own like make your own shoe and it's ready really? 48 hours yeah i don't fuck? know like what it's exactly called but you can make like the dior converse style like style shoe oh with like <coughs> the transparent panel yeah so you can customize that and then i guess for post air max day hair and preston did the whole like hair impressed nike air by you type of yes. collection so you can make that what 720 and like 95 collab <laughs> so i feel like more brands are getting consumers more involved in designing your own shit and i also saw like in shanghai jeff staple hydro dipped a 720 so oh yeah that's pretty cool like you know shout out to nike they're always doing cool stuff overseas but never locally yeah. <laughs> but whatever we'll get our shit one day that's always that like <laughs> thing where it's like um like tier zero shit they're like yeah, yeah i don't know if americans are gonna fuck with this like, it's like we want that but somewhere you else. don't give it to us well whatever so yeah diy yeah. stuff is always cool and i think it's nice to see more brands getting in touch with their consumers to see what they want like what they want out of it also i also see a lot of like more japanese brands coming into the market more hella people like you know, like girls don't cry and human made a lot more. We love human made here yeah. on the channel. So I think it's cool to see more people embracing it. And, you know, their aesthetic is super clean. So why not love that shit? We're very like nostalgic heavy in uh, like streetwear culture nowadays. So if a font is resembles that of something we've seen on a hotel or a old school diner. It's like, oh shit, like it's familiar. That's why a lot of these brands are so successful and, and the people behind them, especially Verdi being from Japan, touches on like 
traditional American values. It may not stay that within the graphics, but if you look at those fonts, like you could drive down your street in a metro or go into some a metropolitan area of your city and you can probably find that font on one or two places. So that's definitely something that tends to like touch the heart in terms of like nostalgia. So that's a good, but you also used to send me like um, a lot of like people who are like literally DIYing their clothes. Yeah. Like I think that's gonna, that's like too. definitely a, a huge thing. I think one of the ones that I've been following for a while, which is something that a lot of people should check out because they do really great renditions of like old sportswear pieces. I think it's called Frankie Collective. Yeah. yeah. They do really cool stuff. You know what's funny is my girlfriend really likes that brand. Yeah. It's really yeah. Dope. dope. Yeah. And it's funny because like we talk about it, me and you, Ryan, like a lot of females are the ones who are kind of pioneering that. Oh, yeah. yeah I always sure. see like it's always a girl who's reworking like something vintage and making it modern. And, you know, shout out to all these girls. You make me want to do something cool one day. Right. So. Get a sewing machine. Get something started. Yeah. I think <laughs> my little brother just got a sewing machine recently. And like the amount that you can learn within a sewing machine, obviously, you, you could hit the threshold fairly fast in regards to like basic like sewing of shit. Like once you learn how to sew in two directions, you could sew shit on anything. Like you sew tags, you could sew patches, whatever. Um, so yeah, I'd say for anybody, like learn how to do that shit. Yeah. I don't think they're expensive though. Are sewing machines expensive? Mm, if you want like a decent one, like two hundred dollars probably. Yeah, that's good. That's nothing. Yeah. Uh, don't okay, buy. So excuse me. <laughs> well, I was <laughs> it's, it's, it's regular. Whatever. <laughs> that's average. That's average. A uh, phone wh- costs more than that. <laughs> what would it be for me? I think one of the brands that I've been like really into as of lately and I've I've always really liked the aesthetic that they sort of um, attach themselves to is Stray Rats. They're uh-huh. a brand based out of Miami, Florida. I think his name is Julian Cons. I'm going to butcher his name. So I'm going to say Julian C. But I first discovered them because they were fairly close with like the whole upheaval of odd future and Tyler, the creator. So we'd see all of his merch on them because somehow he was affiliated with them in some way, but their brand is like, if you're talking nostalgia, this is like nostalgia past what we're capable of being nostalgic about. Like you have to be like a real, I wouldn't even say nerd, but you gotta be a real, um, like just really into like weird stuff whether it's like old animes or old video games on old consoles or crazy musical references. Like this brand's really cool in terms of their aesthetics. So I would definitely say check them out. Um, they're one of my favorites at the moment. They've, they've always been one of my favorites and they're fairly consistent and always putting out really cool shit. I can't think of another one. Cherry Los Angeles is a really cool brand as of lately. It's like a mixture of like sort of middle ground of like high fashion but like with streetwear aesthetics i think the closest reference would be like that other la brand was like 424 they're kind of like on the same tier of like yeah like we do we wear streetwear shit but with a high fashion cost and that's kind of a cool aesthetic i I, I would want us to get to that point one day yeah we (laughs) got a a high fashion cost attached to this gilding quality t-shirt um but yeah for the most part We'll try to include those little um, takeaways at the end of every episode because we want you guys to take away things that are somewhat beneficial to you guys. If it's not, then fine. But 
I've always wanted to hear from, you know, whether it's my brothers or people on the forums about the new shit or things that I may not be familiar with. So, for example, if you're talking about DIY stuff, maybe you're just the type of person to buy something from a department store all the time. Maybe you're not into thrifted clothes or people who reconstruct old pieces. And now you might be somewhat intrigued. (laughs) Um, So shout out to you. Um, But yeah, I think that's sort of important just to take away something. Every little episode, just so you can say that you learned something on this show, because I don't think we're like the experts on anything, but if we can be like your older siblings, (laughs) that's cool too. Um, But I think on that note, do you guys have any last words, any salutations to the peeps? Save the turtles, y'all. Save the turtles. <laughs> yeah, I think we can end it on that note. <laughs> <laughs> well, we appreciate you guys listening to episode 84. Be sure to follow us at No Chance Radio on all social platforms. We're here every Friday, so be sure not to miss it. And we will catch you on the next one. Peace. Bye. Later.